At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome all to the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com on all social media sites, TV, and our main radio website where you can listen to past editions of the X-Zone. You can find out what we've done, what we're doing, and what we will be doing in the future at www.XZoneRadio.com. Dot com And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and Exxon Broadcast Network, and in Europe on Radio X. My guest uh, this hour, Exxon Nation, is Buddy Thayer. He founded Ocean State Paranormal in uh, 2012, but he had investigated uh, previously with a now-defunct group. However, he did have the benefit of learning from a former member of TAPS, uh, who was not a cast member, but had traveled with the team to Tombstone and worked on the sidelines, but 
and learned uh, learned from Grant and Jason. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on now, Buddy Thayer. Welcome to the X-Zone. Hey, how you doing? We're doing great, thanks, Buddy. Thanks for joining us. And tell us a little bit about yourself and what it was in your life, Buddy, that put you on this path to finding out the questions, the answers to the questions, I should say, that so many people are asking about the paranormal these days. Uh, well, you know, you know, um, back in, I'd say, 2008, I was working in a group home in uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never really believed in ghosts. I kind of did. I kind of, like, it, it was a nice idea. But, but um, I, I never, it, believing for me was, see, seeing for me is believing. So I, I didn't never saw anything, never experienced anything. So I really couldn't say, yeah, I believe in ghosts or not. So anyway, I'm working in this group home. I'm working the overnight shift. And um, there's staff that are telling me that I work with that, that ask me if I have any ghost stories, telling me their ghost stories. I'm like, oh, my God, this is uh, it's going to play with my mind. So I try and block out. So I work the overnight. It's just me. There's five kids there. And kids are waking up in the middle of the night, and they're telling me about seeing, like, people in their rooms. They're seeing a man in their rooms. And I'm just saying to them, no, you're having a bad dream. This is like, you know, like your mind is playing tricks with you. <laughs> Um, this isn't real. Just go back to bed. And they go back to bed. I tried to soothe them. And, um, they, they sleep, they sleep with a few kids in a bedroom. So they have a, a motion sensor on the floor. So when the kid got up out of bed, you'd hear the motion sensor. You know, the kid was getting out of bed. They'd go to the bathroom. You'd help them do whatever. Sure. And it's in the back bed. Um, so one night I was putting the dishes away. It was about 4 a.m. And I heard the motion sensor go off and I turned around to the bedroom behind me. And I saw a figure coming out of the bedroom. The figure walked right right in front of my face and disappeared. Immediately, I was incredibly terrified. Um, I've never been so scared in my life. And from that moment for about the next four months from that day on, it was every single night that I worked, there was something that was happening. Whether I'd be touched, I'd hear voices, I'd hear footsteps, I'd hear people upstairs and there'd be no one upstairs. Um, it was just... So, so it was that experience that led me into uh, joining a, a paranormal group. So I would imagine from that moment on, you were a believer. Absolutely, firm believer. There's no way I could explain um, a figure just walking in front of me and, and absolutely disappearing right before my eyes. Wow. You and I have to take a break, buddy. Please stand okay. by. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Buddy Thayer. He is with and founded Ocean State Paranormal. Their website is... Buddy, what's your website? Uh, um, the website is not up and running yet. We still run off of Facebook. So, facebook.com uh, slash Ocean State Paranormal. There you go, we have all of our stuff in there. All right, there you go, XO Nation. You heard it right from Buddy's lips. And when we come back, we're going to be investigating the paranormal and strange, weird occurrences that Buddy and his group, Ocean State Paranormal, have investigated. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Back everyone, Buddy Thayer is our special guest. Buddy is the founder of Ocean State Paranormal in Rhode Island, and uh, if you'd like to visit their Facebook page, it's facebook.com forward slash Open State Paranormal. Buddy, um, do you believe in demonic entities as well as spirits, ghosts, and and you know the regular run of the mill paranormal stuff? You know, um, we had a case. Of the third of that, I, I believe that there's something definitely negative. I can't, mm-hmm. I won't label it demonic or um, anything like that. That's more of a religious uh, connotation, but definitely. Um, we had a case going back, uh, this is about 2013. Um, she was referred to us at a, a paranormal conference that mm-hmm. we were at, and um, it was a, it was a woman, she was about in her 30s. She was Dominican. She lived in Providence. Um, her mother lived with her. Her mother was about 56, 57. And then they had their, their niece living with them who was about, um, I'd say she was eight, nine months old. Okay? Yeah. So um, the woman was experienced, had the experiences of like seeing people in her house, um, seeing faces in the window, seeing faces in the mirror, feeling something touch her at night, something touch her sex at night um so we went in there and we did the full investigation and we did a history beforehand of course and um we had certain evps like for example get the f out or this is my house several times Hmm. so i thought that was kind of odd um so we had a medium come in with us we actually had two mediums come in with us and uh the first time they did the the first floor of of the house and they, they experienced a few um, human entities, to say. And it, it, it was that of an older man and his two daughters and how they lived there all their lives. And I did the history, so it made sense to what they, was, what they were talking about. Um, so they, they passed, they crossed them over, apparently. And that was all, all. And then the woman, we left the woman, and she had said, uh, nothing bad had been happening, and every day we talked to her, and um, she reported nothing paranormal. And then it was five days later, 
and she was like, oh my god, it started again, and it started up even worse, and um, it's it's uh, it's coming after, like, it's the baby's crying at night, and my mother's starting to, like, my mother, the mother didn't believe in it, anything at all, she was very religious, but then stuff started happening and couldn't explain, so we, we came back in with the medium, and we, we hadn't going down there before. We went down there. Um, we didn't go down there the first time. We investigated down there. We had strange EVPs down there. But the, initially, the psychics didn't believe the basement had anything to hold, so we didn't go down the first time. The second time we went down, and they started saying that there's something demonic. They they were both of the Christian religion, so they were using the term demons. Mm-hmm. They were described looked like they were in the corner, and I'm like, all right, I'm as this agent in there talking about this, I'm just kind of walking them. I'm thinking to myself, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not hearing anything. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, as we turn around and walk, go upstairs. The medium that's standing behind me, she she let out a gash and a scream. She turned around and she raised her shirt and she had uh, three uh, scratch marks going down her back. Uh, the red, they were just like like they just happened. Obviously, um, I had I have to this day I have no way to explain. How, how she got those scratches on her back. Um, so we went upstairs. We, we ended up talking to the client for a few minutes. We left, and I contacted a um, demonologist by the name of Joe Andrade. Uh He came down and did a house blessing. Um, now, that itself was kind of surreal. There was a lot of, like, things I couldn't explain. It's like temperature change, mm-hmm. and there was we were all experiencing, like, weird, like, pains... Specifically in our back, there was um, Joe, his partner, the client, and me and my um, one of my assistants. And we were just there basically to, to observe. And it was a lot of weird stuff happened. We were, I was hearing voices myself, like people in the other room, but there was nobody there. It was just um, from that point on, Joe took the case, um, the demonologist, and he worked with the client. And um, we don't, we, we just tend not to do that anymore because. I'm a ghost guy. I love the ghosts. I love, um, you know, tying the history into 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 the the present. But mm-hmm. that's uh, a little bit more than I'm I'm into. So what is what is the what is the thrill that ghost hunters or ghost researchers get? Why do you guys do what you do? I, I don't know. I I've, I've always loved history. So to be able to tie in the to be able to go somewhere that's say historical, for example. And talk about somebody who was actually living there and buried there, and have them come forward and say yes, and say, "Oh, that was me," mm-hmm. or "I did that." You know, it just—it absolutely blows my mind. Why do you think that some of these spirits hang behind and that they don't progress to the next stage uh, towards the light? Well, you know, in in. Ocean State Paranormal, we do a lot of residential cases. So a lot of the times, I'll, I experience or what I, what we can theorize as, a, 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 so a family, uh, a, a man and a woman get married, mm-hmm. and they buy a house, and they have like two or three kids, and they raise their kids in the house, and the kids go on and they go off to school, and then their kids get married, and this couple lives in this house all their lives. They, they get old, and then eventually they die in this house. This is the place that they love the most throughout their whole lives, where everything good in their lives happened in this house and around this house. So, of course, naturally, 
maybe they're going to want to mm-hmm. hang out at this house after they pass. I don't know. That's that's my best guess. Maybe or maybe they have something that they feel they should hang on for, or maybe they feel guilty about what they did in life, and that's why they're. I don't. I don't. I, I guess. Tell you. I guess that's the ten million dollar question, huh? Yeah, that's what we're all in it for. Um, what kind of training did you uh, do? You and the the other members of the Ocean State Paranormal have. Um, as far as with Ocean State Paranormal, I um I studied history my whole life. I went to college mm-hmm. in history. Um, so research is my primary thing with Ocean State Paranormal. Now, um, before I did Ocean State Paranormal, I was involved with another group, and the gentleman in charge of that group kind of showed me the ropes, the the basics of listening to audio, how to listen. You know, for those really low frequency things that that you you end up re-listening to, and, it, and it's it's like usually an EVP or something, you know, or how to look at photographs, how not how not to fool yourself by matrixing something that's not there, like something that's there and making it look like something like a tree looking like a face. You know, it's just it's just the way it grows. Just looking at things with more of a scientific eye. You know, here we are in the year 2016, buddy. Why do you think? Paranormal investigating is so popular. It hasn't. Is it so popular now because of the TV shows? Maybe, but paranormal investigating has been popular the last two hundred years. It's in more media, more, um, more, more of a stage for for the paranormal to be on. You know. So, what is going to happen when you when paranormal investigators? find the evidence they're looking for, whatever that may be. What do they do with it? Um, well, we go to sh- we go to shows and conferences, present it to the public um, as, as evidence of the, of the paranormal, I guess you'd say. Um, and that's really our goal, and to help out. You know, when we go into residences, we try and help people to uh, either accept there are ghosts in their house, is the evidence to prove it, or there aren't ghosts in their house, and here's the evidence prove it um so that's really what i do right now when when we go into people's houses mm-hmm. we, we look for everything but paranormal because people will look at paranormal you know a hundred times to one if they believe it they'll, they'll want it to be paranormal how many cases have you and the ocean state paranormal group investigated so far since you've been in uh, on the scene since 2012 um we're about to go into case 25 we're about to book case 25 which is going to be in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, I've each case we've gone to multiple times. Um, I'm I was talking to Case Twenty Two just this evening. We're planning on going back there again. Um, we do historical houses. We go back there a few times. So I mean, at least close to a hundred investigations, I'd say, um, since two thousand twelve. So what are you going to do? Like, I understand that you people go to conferences and that you exchange, you know, you talk to the public about your finds and so on and so forth. But once you've established that it's real, what more can you do and why do you keep doing it? Well, um, okay, so two falls ago we started at, at libraries around Rhode Island. We go to libraries to give presentations. We present evidence. Um, right now that's all I'm really interested in. I don't know if I can... I, I guess I could write a book someday, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't feel like I've had enough experience yet. I feel there's people out there who 
are writing books now out of Rhode Island who, who have been doing this for like 40 years. So I, I, I feel that I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I'd like to experience a little bit more before I make some theories and conjectures about this field. What kind of equipment do you use? The best equipment for the paranormal investigator is the investigator themselves. You go into a place, mm-hmm. you sit there, you sit, you're quiet, you're listening, your ears are listening for the, the sounds outside the house, outside the site. You know, your smells, you're, you're getting used to like how the house creaks or how the building creaks when you're in. When, you know, during traffic coming by or, uh, or whatnot, or people walking up a hallway, actual people walking up a hallway. So yourself, the paranormal investigator themselves is the best tool. After the paranormal investigator, I find um, the I have a Sony record digital recorder. Mm-hmm. It cost me maybe fifty bucks at Walmart, and it's the best. I captured the best audio evidence on that by far, hands down. All right, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour, buddy. Stand by, Exony. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Buddy Thayer is my guest this hour, Exonation. He is the founder and historian of Ocean State Paranormal. They are in Rhode Island. Uh, tell me, uh, buddy, where is the creepiest, the most haunted place in all of Rhode Island? Um, I would say the former lad school would probably be the top, the top three at least in, in Rhode Island. And where, a, go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask you what the history of the place is. Oh, the history of the place. It was founded in the the turn of the nineteenth turn of the twentieth century as um, uh, an institution for the they called the feeble minded back in those days, mm-hmm. um, developmentally disabled. It started as that, and then it turned into social pariahs went there, and um, kids guilty of truancy or kids that stole or like people who murdered that were underage. They everybody went there. Um, and it, it was became immensely overpopulated. Um, in the seventies, scandals broke out uh, that you know there was atrocities at, at the dental school, and there were atrocities in in the residential units um, where people were getting abused, or people were getting raped, people were getting buried out in the backyard type situation. Uh, the place finally closed in the eighties, and was off limits to anybody for forever. Um, Cops would patrol there regularly, which was kind of a good thing because there were dilapidated buildings and people could get mm-hmm. hurt. Um, but we ended up getting a, into that place legally in um, November of 2014 before it was torn down the following spring. And that was absolutely incredible. Tell me, buddy, why do you think these ghosts hang around these places with so many people going through, trying to get EVPs, trying to, you know... Uh, 
make contact with the other side. Why, you know, like I, I can't un- understand, and neither can a lot of listeners, why they keep going to Waverly Hills. They go to the all the Gettysburg. You know, like how can these ghosts just stick around? I, I don't know, but I, I as I work with people. That's what I do for a living. I work yeah. in psychology. So I see the worst of, of people, and people do the worst things for attention. They seek attention. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the afterlife they're just seeking attention, and they, they can yeah. get it at places like Waverly, places like Gettysburg, where they're there, and people are there to appreciate them for the most part. I don't know. Could it be that? Uh, could it be that some of the researchers, or investigators, or, or ghost hunters are they themselves who are seeking the attention and manifest these these apparitions and these sounds themselves just to get their little fifteen minutes of fame and glory? Well, you know, I I I got to tell you, I have seen um, like paranormal groups or people mm-hmm. that consider themselves to be paranormal groups, um, completely fake evidence. Really. And- it would just to you know get their own attention. I I have seen that that does happen, unfortunately. But what does that what does that do to to groups like yours who are trying to do you know do everything the right way, seeking permission, using respect when doing your investigations? How do you how do you feel as someone who takes this very serious when other members of the paranormal community are just fudging their own evidence? Well. Um, in certain cases, it, it, it's lost from getting into certain places because they had one bad experience with one bad group, mm-hmm. and they don't want to do it anymore. And they have incredible, you know, historical value, or they have incredible paranormal value to offer. They just won't do it anymore just because of small groups like that, or groups like that. People just looking for their own attention, so they ruin it for everybody else. It's situations like that. But with us, we prove ourselves by our own you know our own merit so we the work that we do we kind of it kind of proves that we're we're in this for the long haul we're not we're not we're not in this to to, to get attention for ourselves with over 16,000 paranormal investigating groups in the United States today and that's just those who investigate haunted houses uh, seeking proof of the afterlife if you were just to take the 16,000 with an average of five people per group, they each group will spend anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week doing what they enjoy doing. Thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment that have been purchased by the groups, self-funding. Yep. Over the past, let's say, five years, and yet no one has come up with the smoking gun. How come? I, I don't know. I, I, wrong place, the wrong time. I guess. I got um. We we invested in video equipment about uh, a year and a half ago, and out of the four or five investigations that we've done mm-hmm. with the video equipment, I've watched hundreds of hours of video equipment and just dust like rolling by, or just like you know a blank room, an empty room for like endless hours. It's incredibly boring. But there's one small piece. Of, I got one small piece of video. Where, Evidence and it's absolutely incredible. What so is you get it? this one little, you know, one little drop in a, in a huge, huge pond, um, and it, it makes it worthwhile. But um, not everybody's going to get that. I don't, I don't know. It's just uh, we were in the right place at the right time. I think that's all. That's all. It just happened to be somebody walking by. 
you know, and and we happen to be there with a video camera. So I think that yeah, people get it every now and again, but it's I don't I don't know. Okay, so do you take your your video footage that you that you feel that you've caught something on and bring it to an expert for an analysis, or do you just say this is the evidence that we've been seeking? I have one piece. I haven't showed it to anybody. We show it at conferences. I haven't. Pre- I won't present it as evidence yet. I just have we one piece that we'll show at like conferences that we go to. Um, I won't even. I won't post it on the page yet because I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, so let's say let's say somebody calls you up and says, "Hey, buddy, my house is haunted." How do you proceed in your investigation? Well, we look at the, the the client's claims. For example, what you know, what they happen to be, if what what they happen to be experiencing, if they're like, it's all different things. I I had a I had a woman tell me that she had uh, like demons holding her down at night, mm-hmm. and it comes to find out that she had sleep paralysis. So I look at people's medical history, look at the psych, you know, their psycho psychological uh, psychological history. Um, if they're on any certain kind of medications first, I'm looking at all the obvious answers, the obvious possibilities or the, the rational possibilities before I'm even looking at ghosts. Once those are out of the way and, and none of those can be answered um, logically at all, um, I'll start looking into the history of the, the location, the history of the people that are living there, if they're, you know, if they happen to have a record or if they have uh, any personal problems that have been like in the media or whatnot. Um, I'll look at the history of the home. Uh, the history of the property, the people who used to live there, anything, any facts about them that I can put into a question form. We go to the house, we look at the claims, we look at any rational possibilities on site while we're there. We can figure it out. Um, if not, we'll turn the lights off at night. We'll go around with the equipment, only because the equipment, a lot of it has lights on it, you know, and you can see the best when the, when the lights are off. So we do it with the lights off. Um, if we happen to get like, you know, unexpected, like K2 hits, for example, are going to go off if they're around certain electronic, um, applications, like, like a refrigerator or a microwave or a fuse box or anything like that, they're going to go off. But if there's nothing that around or if there's no wiring around that would cause mm-hmm. a K2 to, to go off to, to show a, a level of EMF, we're going to ask particular trigger questions, um, hopefully trigger a response. What kind of questions would you ask? Okay, for example, um, my second case, the person who built the house, he was a captain in the Civil War. He was captain of the uh, First Rhode Island Cavalry Division. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, me and the, the woman I was with, we talked about things that, for example, that a cavalry officer would carry into battle. Uh, you know, a flintlock, a cavalry sword. Um, he rode a horse. Um, we were talking back and forth like that. There was an old man's voice that said, I did that. And it was just me and this woman. So there was, I had no explanation. We had this clear as day mm-hmm. voice. You would think the man was in the room with us. So apparently I triggered some kind of response by talking about what he did in the Civil War. And did you get that on tape? Absolutely. That's available on our, on our site. Okay. Do you do your investigations just at night or during the day as well? We have them during the day as well. Um, I have, 
I've had mixed success. It doesn't. I don't think it really matters daytime and nighttime. I don't think it really matters like one o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the morning. Like some people do it like late, 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 early hours of the morning. I don't think it matters. So when you go out do the investigation, you gather all the evidence, you bring it back, you review the evidence, and then do do a a final report, meet with the client, and discuss your findings. Yeah, we review amongst the whole group, and if we don't all agree on what we think it is, it, it's all all similar or the same, we won't even present it to the client. If, if it's just a noise or a knock or a tap, we're not going to present it to the client. We're not going to give them any like, false hopes or anything. Um, if it's going to be paranormal, it's going to be definitely like, here you go, there's no other explanation we have for it. We think it's paranormal. It's, see what you think. Okay, so you give them the evidence. What happens then? Um, they can have us come back for another investigation. Um, we can do, uh, if they want a cleansing, we can do a cleansing. If they want a medium to come in, we can have a medium come in. Um, if they want a house blessing, we can arrange that for whatever religion they are in. Really, I can't, like, wave my wand. I don't really know what else, mm -hmm. you know, to clear a spirit. A medium could do that, I guess. Um, we've had mediums that said they've done that. But I... To know, I, I really don't know 100% that house, you know, quote-unquote clear. How do you deal with skepticism? Because not everyone's a believer. No, I know. I just, you know, I just try and provide the experiences that I've had and what I've gone through, and that's all I can really do. I can't really attest for anybody else. A lot of TV shows these days on certain channels. Yes. They're called reality TV shows, but... The ones I've seen are anything but reality. Yep. Are these shows an asset to legitimate paranormal groups, or are they a hindrance? Um, I think it makes us look like a joke. I think some of the, not all the shows on TV are mm -hmm. I'm saying like that, but there's some shows on TV that are trying to put themselves out as paranormal investigators, and... They don't impress me at all, and I, I think it, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth sometimes just because this is what I'm trying to do, and sure. they're out there making us look like a bunch of, you know, jerks. It must be hard, you know, having to put up with these kind of shows that, on television. That, and then, I just, Honestly, I just don't watch them. Smart. Um, geez, I was, I was just going to ask you something, and, and it just... I just lost it. What other uh, oh here? What other aspects of the paranormal do you investigate? Like the paranormal is a big field. Do you just do ghost investigations, or do you investigate cryptids? Do you investigate uh, lake monsters? Do you investigate UFOs? No, unfortunately, it's boring. We just do ghosts. Um, I don't. I I don't honestly like like. I, I don't disbelieve lake monsters or disbelieve Bigfoot, but I haven't experienced ghosts before I experienced it. I've never experienced it, so I can't say I can it. So basically, you only investigate what you yourself have seen or heard? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay, so uh, I'd just like to go back to the fact that you've gone in, you've done the investigation, you... You determined that there is something there, and and how how do you how do you present the evidence to the homeowners? Do you make a positive identification on 
who the spirit is? Do Not unless I know for sure, which is never the case. So I never can say, like, hey, this is your grandmother, mm-hmm. or hey, this is the guy that used to live here. I just present, like, what we have, and they 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 can kind of they can take it from there. I don't I can't offer any further insight of how, who it is. How many paranormal research groups are there in the area of Rhode Island where you live? Uh, there are quite a few. Uh, it's there's a lot of major and minor groups. There's a lot of major groups. You know, there's Rise Up. They're pretty big. Um, Taps is really big. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhode Island Paranormal Research Group. There's there's a lot of little groups though spread out that aren't aren't as noticed. No, you know, noticeable. Now, do you people share information? Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've I've worked with a few different paranormal groups. I understand. Um, I, I understand that you've uh, gone to Monticello and uh, done research there, and I was wondering if you could share it with us. I I, I don't think so. I, I'm sorry, I, I just never been to Monticello. My father was also a fan of history and, and took me across the eastern half of the United States to many historical sites. And then in brackets, you've got Monticello, just to name one of a few. Oh, Monticello, oh, Thomas, I'm sorry. Thomas Jefferson's home, yes. Yeah. Uh, I did visit Montreal when I was eight years old. Um, it was impressive because mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was built by Thomas Jefferson. Right. Um, you know, and he was he was an architecture, as well as a politician, as well as uh, an economist. So, um, yeah, he was, it was, I saw a lot of uh, cool historical spots throughout the, throughout the country. And amongst uh, other things, he was the first Secretary of State for the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a wonderful career. If somebody listening tonight would like to become a paranormal investigator, what course of action would you suggest they take? Um, if you can't find a group for yourself, like find a small group around your area to investigate with, I would suggest... That- this is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365.
Buddy Thayer is our guest this hour, XO Nation. He's the founder and historian of Ocean State Paranormal. And if you'd like to find out more information about Paranormal, I'm sorry, Ocean State Paranormal, visit them on Facebook at Ocean State Paranormal. Buddy, what are your th- what are your words of wisdom, your final thoughts for the Exxon Nation tonight? Uh, words of wisdom. Um, respect the living, respect the living, respect the dead. Like you said, uh, we absolutely try and do so. Um, don't desecrate, don't destroy, um, and always be safe. Um, thanks for having me too. Well, it's our great pleasure, buddy. Um. This next investigation that you're going to be working on, can you tell us a little bit about it without uh, spilling the beans? Uh, yes, it's a um, colonial home mm-hmm. in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, it's dated pre-Revolutionary War, so it's dated about 1730, I think it was built. And the original owner owned what's now currently half of about Fall River, half of the city of Fall River. And he donated his land to the cause um, to help help fund the cause against the British. So the, the case involves like um, phantom footsteps. People have seen like apparitions. Uh, people hear noises. So I, I'm I'm excited to go in. Now, is your group the first group to go in? No, we're the third ones to go in. So why would he keep on having different groups in? Because he's a historical uh, society, basically, so he's uh, he, he, he's he's letting everybody take a take a taste, I guess. Now, does he charge you entrance fees? Oh, uh, we donate. We will donate money to the uh, society. Now, do you guys charge for your services? No, we do not. So anything, any any money that we have, mm-hmm. any like equipment that we own, we 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 collect dues in the group, and we we pay for it via that way or out of our own pocket. Are there any are there any paranormal courses that you would recommend? What's that? Paranormal courses? Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend recommend anybody to take some science courses before you do this. Um, I was always a history guy, so a lot of this was when I first started. It was like uh, you know, it was like freak to me because I was I was never a science guy. I would definitely take some science courses. So yeah, and maybe take some courses in psychology. Well, isn't a little bit of knowledge more dangerous than a lot of knowledge? And if people just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, they may not be learning what they need to know. Oh, yeah, find something you're good at, something you like, and then Mm -hmm. study that, maybe. Buddy, thanks very much for joining us. And Nation. Buddy Thayer has been our guest this hour. He is with uh, Ocean State Paranormal. Let me see their Facebook page is Ocean State Paranormal. That was easy. I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The X Zone is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And you know, you know, I I, I wonder why people with these houses just keep on getting groups to come in and come in and come in and then. Kaching money, kaching money, kaching money. If they were so interested in the historical value of it, number one, you would think that they would get all the information from the first group that went in, 
And number two, 